the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 to 23 is what we have been studying from, where we've been studying from. Matthew 25 verse 14 to 23. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability, immediately went on a journey. And when he had received the five talents, and he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. Then he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lost money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. But after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides the faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. Somebody say faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over. Then he said, he who also had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your lord amen all right so we began by exploring the fact that these were servants somebody said these were servants we said that the fundamental gateway to becoming a ruler over many things is to learn to serve somebody say learn to serve the kingdom that we live in operates on principles and when the principles are understood and conscientiously applied we begin to see the results and the fruits thereof and so, it is not just enough to know them, it's most important to do them. The Bible said, happy are ye if you do these things. He says, be ye doers of the word and not the hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, he is like a man who beholds his natural face in a glass. He beholds himself and go at his way, and straightway he forget what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. James chapter 1 verse 21 to 25. This man shall be blessed in his deed. So, we need to know not just how to serve, but how to serve well. Somebody say how to serve well. We saw from the very beginning, because I'm closing this particular uh, topic up today, 
we established from the very beginning how Jesus said and said well. When he came, he said well. The Bible said, I'm among you as one who serves. He said, the son of man came did not to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11, the King James tells us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, taught in no robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and being found in the fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death he took somebody say he took say he took he took upon himself the form of a servant when jesus came if you wanted to see him you had to go to a place of service that's where he was he said from the one to the very day he hanged on the cross when he gave that he paid the ultimate price of service which was his life for the salvation of many and the bible says that because he did this god also verse 9 to 10 wherefore god also had highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name when service pleases god when service becomes acceptable in the sight of God, God elevates, God promotes, God rewards. And I pray that in this house you shall be rewarded. As you learn to serve God faithfully, as you learn to serve God acceptably, may his reward accompany your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we, we started by looking at 21 attributes of a true servant. Some There are true servants and there are four servants. How do we know the difference between a true servant and a false servant? We started by looking at 21 attributes. So far, we've done about 16 of them. And tonight, I'll just finish up with the five. We said, number one, that a servant is, a true servant is what? A true servant, number one, is? Number two, a true servant is? A true servant has a master. Somebody say, I am sendable. I'm a servant and I'm sendable. I'm a servant and I have a master. Say, I'm a servant, I have a master. Number three, a true servant seeks to please his master above all else. Somebody say, I have a master and my greatest pleasure is to please my master. Number four, we said a true servant does the will of his master and not his own will. Somebody say, I do the will of my master as a servant. Number five, a true servant has a mind to serve. Somebody say, I have the mind to serve. I'm a servant. I have a mind to serve. I have a heart of a servant and I'm willing to serve. Number six, a true servant does not despise any work. Somebody say, I'm a true servant. I despise no work. And number seven, a true servant is accountable. Somebody say, I'm accountable to my masters. In the flesh and in the spirit, I'm accountable to God and I'm accountable to my earthly masters. I hope you are making the confession. 
Number eight, a true servant avails himself for work. Somebody say, I'm a servant. I'm available for work. I'm available for service. I'm available for work. Number nine, a true servant does every work, great or small, with the, with, with the same positive attitude. Somebody say, I do everything as a servant with a positive attitude. I serve with joy. I serve in love. I serve with grateful gratitude. I serve with joy. I serve with zeal. I serve with the mindset of a servant. Great. Number 10. A true servant does his work from a sincere heart. Somebody say, I do my work from a sincere heart. I don't offer eye service. I offer heart service. I'm not hypocritical in my service. Number 11, a true servant does his work with goodwill towards his master. Somebody say, I have, a, I have goodwill. I have goodwill towards my master. I serve with goodwill. Number 12, a true servant does his work as unto God and not unto man. Somebody say, I serve as unto God, not unto man. A true servant understands that his ultimate rewarder is God and not man. Somebody say, I'm a servant and God is my rewarder. He can use anyone to reward me, including my immediate boss. But God is my ultimate rewarder. Number 14, a true servant does not expect thank you. Say, I'm a true servant. I don't expect a thank you. If it comes, fine. If it doesn't come, I continue to serve. Praise the Lord. Number 15, a true servant serves wherever they are needed and not where they are comfortable. Somebody say, I serve wherever I'm needed, not where I'm comfortable. Number 16, a true servant does whatever his master tells him to do. Praise the Lord. Number 17, tonight, a true servant is neither jealous or covetous of his master's position. A true servant is never jealous or envious or covetous of his master's position. Look at what the Bible says of Jesus. Philippians 2, 5 to 7. In your lives, you must think and act like Jesus Christ. Christ himself was like God in everything. But he did not think that being equal with God was something to be used for his own benefit. But he gave up his place with God. Somebody say he gave up. Say he gave up. Say he gave up. He gave up his place with God. Jesus had the same place status as God, but he gave it up. And he gave up to take a very lowly position. He was not envious of the position of his master. Praise the Lord. Jesus was never envious of God's position at all. He took a position that was way lesser and lower than the position he was originally in. But he was not envious at all. 
the average servant usually is are in the position of his master. He watches his master's shoes, washes his master's car, and then they are saying in their heads, when shall I? Praise the Lord. That's not the true servant. A true servant is not jealous of his master's position. Satan had an enviable position as a servant in heaven, but that was not good enough for him. He eyed his master's position and eventually he lost his place. Look at Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 15. King of Babylon, morning star. Can you imagine? See those descriptions. Very few people will ever be described like that. King of Babylon, morning star, you have fallen from heaven. Even though you were as bright as a rising sun. In the past, all the nations on the earth bowed down before you. But now, you've been cut down. And what was the reason for his being cut down? You told yourself, that is why we always need to be listening to the things that are coming into our hearts. While we serve, we always need to be mindful of the thoughts we entertain in our hearts and the thoughts that we entertain in our minds. It's always important. Satan did not, everything that will ever happen in your life, usually they begin as a thought. Praise God. That's what the Bible said. Guard the heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Judas, it planted, it came into Judas' heart. Ah, this guy, pa, if I sell him, I think I can make some money. On. And he didn't watch that thought. Satan, he said, you have told yourself, I will. I will go up heaven. I will put my throne above God's stars. I will sit on the mountain of the gods on the slopes of the sacred mountain and I will go above the tops of the clouds and I will be like somebody say I will be like that's where it all starts from most of the time people are seeking to be like others I will be like I will be like I will drive that kind of car I will live in that kind of house I will wear that kind of dress I will be like now this is Satan's nature which imparted into Eve and Adam from the beginning. He said, and you will be like God. He told them, you can become like God. Don't just settle for who you are. Man had been made a, a person in dominion. He had been given authority of all God's creation. Man was the glory of God's creation. The Bible says, oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. For when I consider the heavens, the clouds that you have made. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And I have crowned him glory and honor. You have made him, given him dominion over all the things you've made. Man was in charge, but he was not comfortable. As long as he was eyeing another's position. Most of the time, people who work in envy and jealousy is not as if they don't have anything. But they are looking instead of thanking God for where they are, they are looking for where other people are. Not where God is taking them next to. Where other people are. They have already determined it in their mind. God must take them to that place. Where somebody is already. Meanwhile, you have no idea where God intends to take you. That's what the Bible said. For your ways are not my ways. Neither are my thoughts than your thoughts. A true servant does not seek for an opportunity to take his master's place. His primary commitment is to the success of his master. Now, if you serve like this, you will always be promoted. When you are serving in an office, 
Let your primary commitment be towards the success of your master. Help him succeed. Let it be your goal. Your goal is not to outshine your master. Your goal is to make your master a super success. If that becomes your motivation, you will always go to the top. You will always be promoted. Praise God. You will always be promoted. You will always be promoted. And I pray that in this house, many shall be elevated. Shout a better amen. Shout a believing amen. So a true servant is neither jealous or covetous of his master's position. What made Gehazi a bad servant? He was jealous. He looked at Elijah, Elisha. He said, hey, look at all of these things. You have allowed this person to carry. No, I will chase him and I will take something. And the moment when he went, he thought he was just taking the clothes. He didn't know he was taking something else. Most of the time, People only see the privileges and without the responsibilities of leaders. So we are covetous. The moment when you are asking for the privileges, find out what the responsibilities are. Somebody say your name. Amen. Number 18, a true servant is humble. Serving is humbling. If you are not humble, you cannot serve. When Jesus came, the Bible said he humbled himself. Look at that with me. He gave up his place and made himself nothing. Philippians. He gave up his place. Now, that is always important. If you are going to serve and serve well, there are two things you need to know, learn how to do. One, you have to learn to give up your rights. And then, you also learn to make yourself nothing. Somebody say nothing. Yeah. If you feel you are something, you always have a problem with seven. That's what the Bible says in the book of Galatians. Uh, let a man, let, if a man thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. He deceives himself. If you always think that you are something, Jesus gave up his place. Most people who cannot serve in church, usually they feel that they are something. They feel that they are above a certain thing. They feel that they are higher. They feel that they are more powerful. They feel that they are more influential. They feel that they deserve something. Jesus gave up. Now, mind you, he was God. It's not that he had a nature of God. He was God himself, but he gave it up. Praise God. It's the same thing when you come to John chapter 13. Look at John chapter 13, verse 1 to 5. John 13. He gave up. You cannot truly serve without giving up. Give up your pride. Give, it up, give up your position. Give up your societal standing. Give it up. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that the hours come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Look at verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil having put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Look at verse 5. Jesus knowing. Somebody say knowing. Now Jesus knowing that the father had given him all things. Look at this. All things. Somebody say all things. All things. The father had given him all things into his hands. And that he was come from God. And went to God. Now I, I, I don't have time. But one of the things that will help you to serve well. Is also to have a proper self esteem. When you have a proper self esteem. Service is a delight. People who are very sensitive when they are serving is because they have a low self-esteem. They can't take correction. 
Because when you correct them, they feel that you are undermining what they are doing. He rises up. Jesus one knew where he had come from and he knew where he was going. He knew his worth. He knew that the father had given him everything. He rises up from supper and look at that. He laid aside. Somebody say he laid aside. He's about to serve and he laid aside. Just as when he was coming, he gave up his position with God. He laid aside. There are many things if you don't lay aside, they will make you too sensitive, they will make you too petty and you cannot serve effectively. Praise God. Lay aside. Lay aside. Learn to lay aside. It takes humility. Can you imagine the great dreamer Joseph washing dishes in Pharaoh's house? Scrubbing Mrs. Potiphar's bathroom. But this is a dreamer. This was the man who saw himself. All his brethren and his father, they were bowing to him. But he finds himself in a place. Imagine the old man Peter fetching water so that Jesus will bless it and it will become wine. Young rabbi, Jesus, he gives orders. Go and fetch water and they are gather up the fragment and uh, imagine uh, uh, Peter with his beard gathering the fragments it takes humility somebody say humility humility is a choice of the wise the bible says in proverbs 29 verse 23 a man's pride shall bring him low somebody say a man's pride say a man's pride it also means that a woman's pride shall bring her low a man's pride shall bring him low but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit jesus went up because he first came down. If you don't learn to go down, you will never go up. In the kingdom, the way up is the way down. Are you with me? Satan said, I will rise. I will go up. Eventually where? He was cast down. Because you don't go, you don't go up by yourself. You have to be lifted up. Promotion coming up from the east, not the west. God is a judge. Nobody can promote himself. Self-promotion would bring self-destruction. But when God elevates you, he will keep you there. I see God elevating you. I see God keeping you there. Shout, I shall be kept by God. When I get elevated by God. Number 19. A true servant is faithful. Somebody say faithful. Say it faithful. Say faithful. A faithful person is steady. A faithful person is consistent. A faithful person is dependable. A faithful person is trustworthy. A faithful person is reliable. You can go to bed when a faithful person is at post. You can go to bed when, and you know and, and expect that everything will go fine when a faithful person is on hand. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Many people want to be fruitful. They are just not faithful. But in the kingdom, the pathway to fruitfulness is faithfulness. The Bible says, a faithful man shall abound with blessing. But he that maketh his to be rich shall not be innocent. A faithful man, a faithful man, a faithful man. Second, First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. He said, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. May you be found faithful. I said, may you be found faithful. May you be found faithful. 
faithfulness has to do with loyalty. Consistency. There's a man who was so loyal. He was so loyal. The boss was not loyal to him sometimes. But he was loyal to his boss even to his death. And no wonder in his lifetime too, men rose up to be loyal for him. At a time when people should be angry and kill him, they stood with him. Why? Because he had planted the seed of loyalty. Loyalty and faithfulness is a seed. Praise God. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 1 verse 1 to 20. It's a long passage. Now it came to pass after the death of Saul, when David had returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, David had stayed two days in Zeklak. On the third day, behold, it happened that a man came from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dust on his head. So it was when he came to David that he fell to the ground and prostrated himself. David said to him, where have you come from? So he said, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. Then David said to him, how did the matter go? Please tell me. And he answered, the people have fled from the battle. Many of the people are falling. Now follow the reading closely. Please, can we project it? Many of the people are falling and dead. And Saul and Jonathan, his son, are also dead. 2 Samuel 1 verse 1 to 20. So David said to the young man who told him, how do you know that Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead? Now look at a loyal person. Here he comes, he hears a report that many people are dead. But it's as if the many people were not important. He said, how did you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? Now look at this. Then the young man who told him said, as I happened by chance to be on Mount Gibeah, there was Saul leaning on a spear and indeed the chariots and the horsemen followed hard after him. Now when he looked behind, he saw me and called to me. And I answered, here I am. And he said to me, who are you? So I answered him, I'm an Amalekite. Somebody say Amalekite. Say Amalekite. Now, now, now it, this, this is very instructive. The thing you refuse to kill sometimes can kill you. You remember God gave Saul instruction to go and kill all the Amalekites. How many of you remember? Eventually, it was an Amalekite that killed him. May whatever you need to kill, <laughs> may you receive grace to kill it. <laughs> he said, I'm an Amalekite. Now, <laughs> and he said to him, please stand over here. Stand over me and kill me for anguish has come upon me but my life still remains in me. Now look at that. He said, I'm in pain but I'm not dead yet. And the guy killed him. <laughs> because it's one of two things. You could help him with the pain without killing him. But he said, I killed him. Look at this. Verse number. So he st- I stood over him and killed him. Because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. I don't know whether he's a doctor or he's a surgeon. <laughs> and I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm and I brought them here to my Lord. Therefore, David took hold of his own clothes and tore them. And so, and so did all the men who were with him. Amazing. 
David was a lawyer and he trained his men to be loyal. Praise God. He tore his clothes. Somebody would have sung, there are people who are working in offices and they are praying that their bosses will die. Yeah, they are just praying that they will die. Meanwhile, there are certain character traits that some aspects of your life God is using them to shape. Your impatience, God is using them to shape you. There's something that God is using them to do in your own life you have no idea of. If you kill them. Now, listen, who made David a finer king? You think it was uh, uh, the lions and the bear? It was all. It was all. Who made uh, Joseph a great king? It was his brothers. The painful experience they subjected to him. They refined. The Bible said, I have refined thee, not through silver. He said, through the fairness of affliction, have I refined thee. They became fine leaders because of the experience that unfine, the unpleasant experiences we went through. This is a generation where we are not, we lack the capacity to go through unfine experiences. If it is not good, it is not God. That is the generation we live in. Praise God. But the Bible said, when God was bringing them out of the land of Egypt into Canaan, there were many plain paths, but he chose to take them through the wilderness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. David said, no, it will not happen. They mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan his son, for the people of the land and for the house of Israel because they had fallen by the sword. Then David said to the young man who told him, where are you from? And this is very, very important. I think it's important that when there are certain conversations, when people are putting their mouth, they are talking about certain things, you should ask yourself, ask them where they are coming from. There are things that when you have proper culture, you don't do. That's what David was asking. He said, where are you from? Because uh, I don't know where you are coming from. So tell me where you are from. Then the guy announced that I am I'm the son of an alien an Amalekite because an Israeli will never do what he did. And there are things a Christian should not do. Praise God. When you go to your office and they are talking about men of God, that's not your business. Am I communicating here? Yeah. That's not your business. You don't join them to kill God's generals. They may not be perfect, but those are the people God has chosen. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Hardly ever do you meet Muslims uh, discussing Islam, uh, Islamic sheikhs and uh, imams. But Christians will join unbelievers and they will say all manner of things about their pastors. And yet on Sunday, you will go to a church and one pastor will be standing there talking to you. How can you be blessed? He said, I'm an alien. Look at that. David said, how was it that you were not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Now listen. The loyalty of David to this man was so great because, you see, if anybody, loyalty usually is, is revealed and is usually tested. When you get to know a person for real and his honor never diminishes in your eyes, then you are a loyal person. Because most of the time, when we get to know people for real, we begin to lose respect. When you, before you married your husband, you had some respect for him. Now that you have come to stay with him in the same house, you see him in boxes. If you don't take care, your respect for him will be diminishing. When you come, I'm telling you. You didn't know how he sleeps. He will sleep and throw one leg here. He will sleep. <laughs> now you have seen all of that. 
He sleeps, he snores. Your respect will be diminishing. Am I communicating here? So your honor will be going down for him. There is nobody. Listen, if there was any servant of Saul who knew Saul very well, it was David. Now some of you go to offices, you go to work, you are working in the office, your boss is married and he has some two girlfriends and because of that you don't respect him. You don't respect him. Listen. <laughs> Learn to keep your professional work in place. Respect him for his life choices. Praise God. Am I communicating here? Yeah. As soon as he walks, oh, the journal. When you're serious. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, you simply have no idea. One day, if you get there, you don't know what you will do. Am I communicating here? That's why you must learn to respect people. He says he knew him well. Do you know David was the only person who saw how sometimes Saul could be acting like a madman? He saw him. He knew all of that. He knew that palace information is not for public consumption. The information he had access to. Because you see, sometimes when we have access to certain people, access, that is why access, most of the time, people, certain people don't get certain access. Because access always comes with great responsibility. The more you become, you, you, you get access to great people, the greater the responsibility is on you to protect and to guard what you receive. David saw everything. Sometimes Saul will be sitting on the throne and be talking. Hey! Hey! Ha! Ha! I'm sure sometimes he will make go naked. And David saw all of that. David saw all of that. Did you see? I'm not communicating somebody. He saw all of that. And yet, when David, the man was killed, he was not celebrating. No, 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 no. That was not it. You see, there is an account adage that I think I don't know whether it's adage. They say, and to me, to me, to me, no. Uh, that is the usually the one <laughs> I don't know how they say it. But they say the, the ones that say, Don't move me, don't move me. Usually they are the ones that, that will be moved. And those that don't want to be moved, those are the ones that get moved. David, if you looked at him, David was not post-conscious at all. At all. When Saul even died, they literally had to beg him before he became king. After he died, no wonder he lasted on the throne. David lasted on the throne. No king in Israel fought as many battles as David. And no king in Israel commanded loyalty like David. One day he said, I'm testing. I just desire water from the line of the Philistines. And his soldiers, at the risk of their lives, went and fetched water at the expense of their life. They would do anything for David. Why? Because David had the opportunity to kill his master. He said, no, this man has been anointed before. Once the anointing of God is on his head, I will not lift a finger against it. I pray that you have a revelation to know who is anointed. Praise the Lord. Don't seek to destroy any anointed person. You anointed yourself. There are people God has anointed and placed in certain positions of responsibility. Even when they are messing up, leave them with their master. Am I communicating here? David knew him well and yet he was faithful. 
The attitude of loyalty is a choice. It's not circumstantial. Somebody say it's a choice. It's not circumstantial. Any servant can stand with his master when he's strong. Only loyal servants can stand with his master at all times. Any servant at all. These, these are times where people are with you when you are strong. The moment something hits you, they are gone. We call them fair weather Christians, fair weather friends, fair weather loyalty. Who is your friend? A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. Number 20, a true servant is diligent. Somebody say a true servant is diligent. Say a true servant is diligent. A true servant is diligent. You have to be diligent. Lazy servants are full of excuses. Did you see what the one talent man said? He said, I knew you are a hard man. What has hard man got to do with talent? We've given you talent. Go and trade with it. He said, I know you are a hard man. Look at that rubbish. I knew you were a hard man. Reaping where you have no so got it. What? Look at all of that. What has that got to do with the talent? The man was telling, even if all of this, if the worst case is that you could have taken the talent and put it in the bank, I would have received interest. You are just giving foolish excuses. So the man told him, he said, you are slothful and wicked servant. That's who you are. A true servant is industrious. A true servant is diligent. 21, a true servant is a learner. Somebody say he's a learner. Say he's a learner. I tell you, a true servant is a learner. Jesus said in John chapter 13 verse 15, for I have given you an example that you should done as I have done unto you. I have given you an example that you should learn as I have done unto you. Luke chapter 6 verse 40. A student is not better than his teacher, but a student who has been fully trained will be like his teacher. A student, a true servant is a learner. A true servant is an ardent student of his master. A true servant asks questions. A true servant observes closely. A true servant, he learns from the strength, the strengths and the weaknesses of his master. A true servant is always learning. Praise God. Who are you learning from? You have to learn from your master. Whoever is your master must be your number one teacher. Am I communicating here? Learn. 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 From their mistakes, learn. From their teachings, learn. From your contact with them. A, a true servant sees every opportunity they get to hang around their master as a learning opportunity. They are not ready to show off what they know. They are always in a position of receiving. If you look at the disciples and Jesus, you can almost tell how many times the, Jesus, the disciples talked. Every time Jesus was talking, talking, and talking, and talking, and talking, and talking, and instructing them. But when he left the scene and they began to talk, though they were not scholarly, scholarly people could tell that these guys have been properly trained. Why? Because they have learned him well. Praise God. They have learned him well. Now listen, the knowledge and the impartation you receive from your master is far more important than any material thing you can obtain. The skill. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all thy getting, get understanding. When you are with your master, see it as an opportunity to learn and you will never lack promotion. Because masters, when they are looking for people to promote and to represent them, they will always send those who have learned them well. Am I communicating here? 
They will always send those who represent them well. They will always send those who have learned them well. So it's important that you consciously learn from your master. Am I communicating? The, the man Elijah, Elijah learned. When he, he was literally operating like his master. Everything was like his master. Every disciple that's well trained shall be like his master. I pray that everyone that is serving in any capacity, and those of us who are serving in this church, I pray that opportunities for elevation shall be yours. In the mighty name of Jesus, none of you shall be denied promotion. Anywhere you find yourself, as you serve faithfully, as you serve, manifesting these attributes as a true servant, you always be elevated. Promotion shall not elude you. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to speak to God and ask for grace to serve likewise. Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afroqua on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,